Welcome to HomeWise, a podcast of Highlands Ministries. Wisdom is essential in building a strong family and home life. Proverbs says that a wise woman builds her house and a foolish woman tears it down. I'm Steve, and I'm here with Kara Murphy, my wife and the mother of our 10 children, ages 3 to 20. I've been blessed with a wise and godly wife, and over the years I've learned that Christian women appreciate her perspective and need encouragement to rise above the folly of our culture and be home wise. Well, Kara, let's talk today about a topic that uh, I don't think we've really discussed in much detail, and probably for good reason. Uh, we wanted to wait on this one, but uh, for several reasons, it seems like the time is appropriate now, and that is preparing our kids for marriage. Now, this is the first of a four-part series that we're going to do here, um, and we're talking particularly in this first one about preparing teens. Yes, teens and young adults. Yeah. Uh, because I don't want to put a I don't want to put a time frame on the maturity. Mm-hmm. Some kids are needing to have that preparation for marriage from the age of 15 on. And some don't need that until they're 19 or 20 or 21, just depending on their personal and spiritual maturity. And obviously we're talking about two different things there. One is a really direct uh, concerted effort. And the other is we're preparing these kids from day one. Right. And that's the first point we wanted to make is that um, with our I don't know, way that we do this. Mm-hmm. We don't follow pop culture and even pop Christian culture's way. We don't just throw them out there in the high school and they recreationally date and try people on for size <laughs> and then decide, no, not that one. No, not that one. Uh, and because we do something very different from a lot of the culture, although there's within our subculture, what we do is pretty common. But but because we do something very different than what they see, say, on a television screen or what they hear um, other Christian families that we're friends with or related to are, are doing, we find it's very important to start having conversations about preparation for marriage and about marriage from the time they're very young. Yeah, absolutely. And that helps with setting expectations. For example, when our children are four, five, six years old. We do not tease about who's your boyfriend, who's your girlfriend, Mm -hmm. who do you like, who do you like. Mm -hmm. And I have been kind of amazed and shocked sometimes at some of the very thoughtless things that people will say to quite young children, as if at five years old, they're supposed to be thinking about dating or getting married. Or, and I know it's all in fun and I know it's all kind of ha ha ha, but the truth is you're setting expectations with your words and we don't want to do that. We don't want our children, even at five and six and seven years old, to be giving a piece of their heart to someone else. Mm -hmm. We don't want them to be looking at people as if they're shopping and not recognizing that we are developing friendships, we're developing relationships, but these are the same kinds of friendships and relationships that we will have with other people later after we're married. Mm -hmm. Just as I have friends that are male (laughs) and I treat them and we have a appropriate relationship. We want to really foster that kind of appropriate relationship 
in our children before marriage Mm -hmm. so that we don't have this double standard. Um, Also, and I feel like we've done better and not as good sometimes, but also helping the children see that there is a time for everything and talking to them in those terms. It's not time for you to worry about that yet, mm-hmm. whether it's who you're going to marry or, you know, like I said, even, even in evaluating people's strengths and weaknesses and how those strengths and weaknesses might fit with my strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. you know, it's not time for that yet. <clears throat> and we need to, we need to emphasize that through conversation and through what we do and through what we say and encouraging them to be appropriate and to be not focused on this sort of dating culture that our culture is focused on. Yeah. Yeah. That's been, it's been interesting. That has been a little bit more challenging as we have had our adult children getting married Mm -hmm. because our younger children, you know, they see those siblings as equals Mm -hmm. and they start thinking, Oh, I need to get somebody lined up. Well, if nothing else, they're seeing something great, something that's being celebrated, and they want to be like their older brothers. Right. So, And we've taught them all along, getting married is a wonderful thing, and marriage is a great thing, and we're excited about you getting married. And our kids from a very young age are not thinking, I'm going to get married at 25 or 30 or 35, Right. but I'm going to get married. As soon as I'm ready. Yeah, which is, Lord willing, going to be somewhere between 18 and 20 or 22. Right. If the Lord provides a spouse. Right. Uh, so it's a high thing. It's a fun thing. It's a great thing they're looking forward to. So they aspire to it. Right. It it helps that we personally, we have a family history of early marriage. Yeah. And early and long-standing marriages. Yeah. Um, you were 22. You were one of your oldest siblings to marry. Yeah. My, the oldest one of my brothers was, was 21. Uh, we've, my parents, your parents, you know, and there are lots of circumstances and lots of things, but there was definitely this expectation of having this partner in life so that you can do better Mm -hmm. and go further. Mm -hmm. And the sooner that you can do that, then the better. Mm -hmm. And so that has definitely affected our children, um, the way we think about marriage and the way we think about even how we prepare um, I'm pretty certain none of our children are real interested in waiting till they have their doctorate before they pursue marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, may, they may want that. And I mean, we don't have any that have had any interest in becoming PhDs or doctors or, or that sort of thing, um, which they may have to change their expectations if that's where God's leading them. Mm-hmm. But at this stage, they're not even interested in that sort of thing because to them, that would be, wow, look at all the time that I wouldn't be providing for my household. Look at all the time that I wouldn't be ready to marry. And they see that this is a good thing. And they see great examples, especially in my family. We just have some great examples of what a benefit. You know, it reminds me of the Ecclesiastes verse about how a, a cord a cord of three strands is not um, quickly broken. Mm-hmm. And the idea of by ourselves, we are weak, but with our spouse and the Lord, you know, we are much stronger and better people. So there's definitely, well, and even um, all four of, you know, me and my three siblings, we all were married students in college. Mm-hmm. 
And it was a, it was, you know, financially a challenge and it required a lot of hard work and balancing. But even that is not a mindset that our kids have that I have to get this, this, and this, and this, and this done before I can then move on to this next thing. And then some of us, <clears throat> me, started, got married before I started college. Yeah. <laughs> so. so in all of this talk about uh, lifting up marriage and and being husband or wife and, and having your own home and parenting and, and all those great things, our kids have become very highly motivated Absolutely. toward this and had had... You know, which is not surprising knowing you and knowing me, they zero in on their target and they go for it. <laughs> we and, are rather focused people. And so it's, it's made us have to talk about being prepared. Right. And, and, and for you and I to think uh, really clearly and deliberately about what, what does prepared look like? And that's different for a son. Right. Because he's going to be the provider. Right. In the household. And then it would be for the daughter who's going to be following this man. Right. And that's uh, very important because that starts all the way back in junior high and high school. You know, we don't do a lot of, you know, I say in our curriculum, but I I want to use that term in a loose sense what because term? Oh, curriculum Okay. in that junior high, high school years, because it's very individualized. Yeah. To the child, both where they are academically, but also where they're, where they want to go. So, for example, we just worked on an, an official transcript for one of our sons, and the guy had something like 35 elective credits. <laughs> you know, because what he does, you know, he has some core things he needs to buckle down and get done so that he can be done. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he is such a diverse and, you know, man of all talents. And he does all of these amazing things, you know, and, but at, so for example, um, all of our sons have had some construction experience. We believe that you can't, there isn't work that better prepares you to be a provider, a husband, a father, a, a homeowner, <laughs> than some level of construction experience. And, and it's convenient for us to believe that. Yes, because you have those <coughs> skills yourself. But I know of a lot of families who've managed to, you know, dad may not have learned those skills growing up, but they managed to get their son some of that experience. Yeah. Um, even if it's literally getting a book and learning to do things together. Mm -hmm. But you're going to, your son is going to save so much time, so much money over the years if he knows how to do things himself, even just simple things. Yeah. And he'll also be a better consumer if he has to hire someone because at least he's not totally ignorant and he's not going to be taken in by anyone. Yeah, and there's there's little that you can do that over the lifetime of a man can save him tens if not hundreds of thousands and earn him hundreds if not millions. Right. We Well, the, your abilities... When we married, you weren't ready and able to build a home, mm -hmm. but you worked on in construction off and on throughout the years, and then you started your own construction business, and you were learning as you did most mm -hmm. of it, and eventually you were able to build us a house, which then financially allowed us to buy the farm that we have now. Now, I mean, God's blessing was in that too, because we we really were blessed by the Lord to be in a housing market where you could build a house yeah, and sell yeah. well. Yeah. So all of that happened. Uh, but, 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 but here we, we are, we're preparing these boys. Right. And you want to give them those skills. Yeah. Um, at the same time, well, I, I want to say one thing that 
all of the children need that is sadly neglected is financial awareness. I like, I like Dave Ramsey's materials. He has a high school curriculum, mm-hmm. um, or you can just go through his financial piece stuff. But I think male and female, I think everyone needs to go through that and not just go through the curriculum, but actually begin participating in the household money. Yeah. And that's, that's, it can be your freedom, but it also can be a, a challenge. But, you know, whether it's budgeting, bill paying, we recently saw some funny Pinterest thing that said something like, gee, I'm so glad I learned all the layers of the earth instead of how to do my taxes, because over the years, that's really helped me through, <laughs> you know, but, the, you know, and I don't think it has to be necessarily an either or, but at the same time, I think we prioritize, here we are prioritizing theor- theoretical biology. Yeah. And yet our kids haven't learned how to balance a checkbook, haven't learned how to budget their money, how to how to pay cash, how to save, yeah. how not to go into debt, yeah. how to create an emergency fund so that when things don't go well, you're ready. Yeah. You know, just all of those financial principles are really, really important. Yeah. And we need to have them. For our daughters, it's our son's, you know, high school teen years are very much geared toward figuring out where their strengths are and where their passions are and what God's going to call them to. Mm-hmm. We try to also keep a very broad spectrum view. You've had something like five different kinds of jobs over the years. Mm-hmm. I think the average now in the United States is seven different vocations, mm-hmm. not seven different jobs, seven different vocations mm-hmm. that people go through. So especially in an economy that's not always the best, mm-hmm. Uh, you want to make sure that your kids don't just specialize in one little tiny area, unless unless that's really what God's calling them to, so that they have, uh, for example, I can't think of a a profession where business skills aren't helpful, and where you know obviously the financials are important just for the household, but also for the business. So there's an academic knowledge base mm-hmm. that's broad. Yes. There's a uh, practical yes. knowledge base that is finances. And the hands-on things that are going to help you over your whole lifetime. Like construction. Right. How about household Absolutely. responsibilities, especially for sons? Absolutely. I th- I think some I think many families are neglecting to teach their sons how to run households. Yeah. <laughs> and and on one hand, there's this, well, you know, if we're gonna be single income families, you know, the husband's gonna be earning the wage and the wife's gonna be taking care of the home, and that's mm-hmm. all great in theory, but we have found very practically, and it has played out in our already our sons' lives that for at least three months out of every pregnancy a lot of women are down for the count. And if he can't cook and yeah. he can't keep up on laundry or, you know, just have a base level, yeah, uh, they will fall apart. And then they become a burden to the church. Yeah. So do a favor to your future daughter-in-law. Yes. And teach your sons. Yes. How to do these things. One of our sons is not good in the kitchen. And I promise I tried and tried and tried. He's not very motivated. He's happy to eat his cereal and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. But I tried and tried. And every time I say, I'm so sorry. I did train him to do this. He yeah. may not have done it enough, yeah. but I'm sorry. Well, thankfully, she's a great cook. Yes, she is. 
Um, but along with that is also there's just a level of appreciation. If you've never been in charge of keeping a bathroom clean with your six siblings mm-hmm. and you haven't seen how fast it gets dirty and how dirty it gets, you're not going to appreciate what your wife does for you day in and day out while you're out yeah. earning the money. So that is absolutely necessary. Well, then I think there's also some things spiritually that we have to think about to prepare them for because they absolutely uh, 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 a young man has to be prepared to be the head of his home, uh, a head of household. That's right. In a church. Yes. And I, I will also add, yes, he absolutely does. But she also needs to not be any kind of slacker either. Because we have seen several households where the husband goes off and the wife doesn't have the, even the biblical knowledge to be able to say, what are you doing? And number one, that's wrong. And number two, I'm not just going to follow you down this thing. I think it's time we talk to the elders about that. Mm-hmm. And um, and so she needs to be well-founded. And, of course, she's going to be likely the one giving a lot of day in and day out biblical instruction to the children, too, mm-hmm. because we're the ones that get into the, you know, discipline situations. And if you can't take scripture and apply it to a situation, then you're going to have, you're in a struggle in parenting. Yeah. So absolutely, so both pre- of them. Yeah. So preparing our young men to lead, preparing our daughters to follow. Yes. And, and that's a, that's a, that's a really important one because a lot of young women, are being groomed to be independent. How is that happening, you think? Um, there's, there's a lot of ways. I mean, I think there's a spirit of that in uh-huh. some degree. And it's not that any one activity is bad or you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that. Uh-huh. But I do think that um, I know when I was young, I was brought up to have this more independent view, whether it's you've got to have a career that fulfills you mm-hmm. or whether it's more a career that uses your gifts, right? Or you have to have a ministry that uses your gifts. And so if you're stuck at home with lots of little children, you know, you're not serving in the church, you're not using mm-hmm. your gifts, you're not feeling fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And of course, then they take it a little further and then you go to this whole, you got to have me time and all that. But, um, yeah. but I do think that for example, we've used this example before, but um, our daughter, by the time she was about 18 years old, had her own debit card with our checking account. She was responsible for what she did, but we provide her needs. And we expect her to use discernment and to talk to us about things, but we are getting her in the habit of shared income. Whereas with our boys, they have their own checking account and they're expected to earn their money. And so we pay her insurance. They pay their own insurance. They have to get a vehicle because if they're going to be the head of a household, they need to have a vehicle. She, on the other hand, uses our vehicles. Uh, So they're responsible for their gas. But with her, she's just like me in that sense Uh where she, you know, she is now she is. Uh, she has access to the family budget just like I do, and we come together, and she's very good about it. So, so let's talk about uh, how we know that they're prepared, and to do that, we need to we need to be thinking: when are our kids ready? What have we done? When have we done all that we need to do that we can see? Okay, son, you are ready to pursue that woman or daughter. You are ready for any young man to be pursued if he comes <laughs> to be pursued, and to do that, we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, Go to our next conversation. Go to our next conversation. 
Hello, friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode of HomeWise with Steve and Kara Murphy. If you have a moment and you are of the mind, please make a donation to Highlands Ministries to help support these podcasts. Uh, you can go to the website at highlandsministriesonline.org and there's a Donate Now button. You can sign up for a one-time donation or a monthly donation. Any amount is appreciated, and if we get like a million monthly supporters, we will do this from the beach. <laughs>